The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome everybody to the KyberCast. This is episode number 52, recorded June 18th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Joe Becker, and the other host is... And I am Michael Diaz. Michael. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you doing, Joe? I can't speak today. It's okay. I'm doing good. I mean, last week was tough. You know, kind of like the old Rodney jokes. Well, I'm pretty good now, but last week it was a wreck. Um, <laughs> we had flooding, right? That's not fun. Yeah, we, we got hit with a really bad storm and it just flooded the basement. I, and I had to clean it. And it was just, you know, I was beat and it was late. and It was crappy. But anyways, it's a better day today. We had like perfect weather the last three days and I'm actually recording again outside on the on the deck so you'll hear possibly chickens and noises and all kind of things but hey it's better that way well the nice thing it being michigan is that it's really nice right now and then the weekend it's gonna rain i know well, that's how it works <laughs> know, it's right? great it's great monday through friday so that's just how it works i think saturday we're gonna have like a little bit of, we'll be okay for most of that you can get your bike out, your cool motorcycle. It is cool, and I feel cool when I ride it. I know, especially with the mohawk and everything. That's right. I do have a mohawk. Temporarily, I got to go back to work at some point. Yeah. Like Buddha says, nothing's permanent. That's right. So. What are we talking about this week, Michael? This is a, a slow week, uh, not a ton of news, other than political strife and um, other things. And, and, you know, before, actually before, I will acknowledge again, we are not bypassing the current situations um, from a racial point of view and what's happening. Um, we're going to tackle that topic soon and we'll have more details to come on that. We're going to, we want some special guests before you have two idiots like us talk about something like that. Exactly. So. But this week, this week's a little bit light, a little bit of levity. We're gonna um, we're gonna talk about our three favorite awful genre films, and when I talk genre, we're talking about the geek genre. We're not talking horror, which is ancillary to all this, but horror, yes, horror, yeah, horror. I, you know, there are some horror films. That's fine, but that's not that's not the purview of this particular podcast. We're gonna keep it with the geek stuff. So, both Joe and I are gonna go back and forth. And talk about our three favorites. You have three things, that, and I have three things. I have one throwaway. Um, these are, I guess you consider them crappy movies? I don't know. I mean, I, I think as a kid I enjoyed them. They, they certainly don't hold up, I'll tell you that. No. Well, one might. One might for me, but that's because I think it it gives me that, that kid feeling still. But the other ones certainly don't hold up. That I have. <laughs> well, that's the point. These are films that... Maybe even to this day, we still love, even though when we look at them now, we know that they're awful. They don't hold up. But yet, yeah. I watch these films. Okay, 
This is not one of them, because it doesn't fit the genre. But an example would be the movie Commando. Right. Now, that's not part of this podcast, but I, no. my brother and I both love Commando. I bought it on Blu-ray. But Predator would be one. Okay, now, now I want to fight you. Well, it's not a great movie. It's a good one. Oh, my God. Well, that's not... What? I fucking love that movie. I do, too. I didn't say it was bad, but I mean, other people <laughs> might might say, I, I love it, too. There's nothing to fight about. But it's not It's not schlocky. Well, it's oh, come on. Schlocky, okay. Well, yes, it is. It's good. It is a bit schlocky. You're right, no. What's the matter? You got time to bleed. <laughs> Pushing too many pencils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. It's schlocky, but it's schlocky in a way that everyone expected 80s movies to be, so... Right, right. And and I got to say, I think all three of mine are definitely from the 80s. I can't, I mean, I can tell you right off the bat, there's nothing from mine that are not from the 80s. See, I think I made, I made, I made at least one deep cut, I think. But well, right. uh, I might have it one deep cut. I'm not quite sure. I'll leave that as my third one. Okay. I'm going to start with the easy one for me, but I'll let you start with number one. Since you, you created this topic, I think it's a great topic, and uh, hopefully... Our listeners think it's a great topic. Oh, they'll be shutting us off right about now at five minutes exactly into the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm going to be showing my age, and I think you're probably going to be doing the same. But I'm going to tell you right now, I think all three of mine are 80s films. So this may not appeal to the current geek, but I think some of our listenership, they'll know what we're talking about. So. I'm going to go with the film that was immortalized in the movie Ted and go with Flash Gordon from the late 70s. Yeah, I was going to put that, but I figured you did. And that's definitely that, – that might be a number one for a lot of people. <laughs> you know, that that movie is 80s schlock, but I I loved it when I was a kid. I have the, the – I still have the, the LP, the Queen LP, vinyl. My dad had – like a Queen Greatest Hits or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Maybe if it, maybe it was even the soundtrack. I just remember I would go to that tape over and over and over again and just play Flash by Queen and then oh, yeah. rewind and listen again. Oh, it's fantastic. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's great. It's a great song. So what was it about that movie that you, to this day, would just love? What is it about it? Well... I can I fully recognize it's not a good movie. I mean, it came out what in 1980, so obviously trying to jump on that whole sci-fi Star Wars bandwagon. And the interesting thing about this film is that you know George Lucas, when he created Star Wars, he was trying to make an homage to the Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon serials that he loved as a kid. Oh yeah, like we said so, before, the 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 whole crawl was from flash gordon exactly exactly so it's awfully funny ironic maybe even that they decided why not make the film but instead of keeping its serial roots which would have made the film much more like star wars really Mm -hmm. they decided to hew a different way because they didn't want to remake star wars but they did want to make a bunch of money so Everything is just gaudy to the max. Yeah. And I don't know what it was about it, but having 
Ming the Merciless and all of his different soldiers and all the different forms, all these really, really bright red colors and ostentatious gold. And it's just all over the top. Every single thing about it is over the top. Did you did you have a favorite character? Like I, my favorite character in that movie was Baron. I don't know why. I just thought he was cool because he put his hand in that thing, and you know when they were doing the put your hand in the log, and that thing would sting you. Do you remember that? Or no? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, of course yeah. I remember that. So it was one of the coolest scenes ever as a kid. It was one of the coolest scenes, and uh, it, I mean, obviously it's a very stylized movie. Horribly, the special effects were so bad. Oh, horrible. I mean, it was made, what, 81, too? I can't remember what year. 1980. Okay. Um, so it's quite a bit after Star Wars. I mean, three years. I mean, and it clearly doesn't live up to it. But I mean, did you, like I said, but you, you didn't answer my question. No. Did you have a favorite character? Was it Flash or was it anybody else? Um, of course I love Flash. What's not to love about Flash? Flash Gordon, He's... quarterback, New York Jets, that guy. I know, right? I mean. He stands for every one of us. <laughs> no, you know, I also, I also admit, um, I loved, uh, oh, shoot, what was the king's name? The king. Um, the guy was the Viking-like guy? The Hawk. Yeah, what was his name? Oh, I should. I wish I remember now. Um, I know who you're talking about. You know what I mean? Um, oh, shoot. Anyhow, uh, I should have. I should have remembered better, but the, the, the you know the king of the hawk. People. Yeah, the, I, he was like a Viking guy. Yeah, yes. And you know what? It's funny. Um, remember a couple of years ago, someone kind of called him out on that, and he is actually very, very defensive. He is proud of that. Role Good in Flash Court. Why not? I think you should be. Why shouldn't he be? You work hard on those films. Those everybody puts their stuff the best they can do when they make a movie. I think they don't go into it saying this is going to suck. I'm going to not try. And it, you know what? I enjoyed it as a kid. I didn't know it was bad. You know, it was fun. Oh, no, it was not at all. I mean, but you look back on it. I mean, like you said, the special effects are awful. Flash on the, what, fly cycle, oh flying God. cycle, whatever that thing is. You might as well be on fucking Oops. the Meyer little horse that you put a penny in and then put a green screen behind him. For those of you that don't live in the Midwest, we have a grocery chain here running from Michigan to Tennessee, I think. And one of their appealing things for kids is this mechanical horse that takes one penny and you can get on it and ride right. it. And uh, it just, it looks that bad, but, and you know, and you don't think of certain things like, okay, so these hawk people or whatever they are, the people that fly, yeah. why did they have a flying cycle anyway? They don't need it. They have you see wings. tired? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, a good one. I also think that there it was an interesting time because that's the 1980s, so I was 10 when that came out. And I did have a – I was always wondering like, boy, what was Ming doing with that ring to, to that poor lady? <laughs> yeah, his daughter? What daughter? Or Dale even, Arden. even that too, yeah. <laughs> I knew something was cool, but I don't know why. But you, you kind of learn afterwards what what was going on there. For those that haven't seen Flash Gordon, you might want to see it for that really bad 80s uh, coming off the 70s clothing. Yeah, see, all that went over my head. It was over my head, but, yeah. I, but I still had like, oh, that's interesting. I like this scene, and I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, the, the whole movie is just, 
is all over the top. It just, ugh. But something about it really stuck in my mind as a kid. And I remember I was so into it. I was, I'm a little bit younger than you, not a lot. Uh, I think I saw it when I was like seven or eight. Okay. Probably eight, seven, maybe seven. And I remember being fascinated with it as a kid and talking about it in school. And this is a funny aside, but there was this kid in my class. I think his name was Cruz. And he told us that the sequel, there was a sequel and it was already out. But it was in Chicago, so we hadn't seen it yet. So <laughs> I was liar. convinced as a kid that there was a sequel to this movie. There was no, no. sequel. I don't think it made. I don't know what it made. I don't think it did. What it, obviously, it didn't do what it's supposed to do because it would have made a sequel. Well, it's funny. Uh, so I'm on the wiki page, and it says the budget was twenty million or twenty-seven million. One of the two. Okay. <laughs> did it say what it made? Um, <laughs> but then it says the box office was twenty-seven point one million or. 15.4 million. So it didn't make regardless. It, I don't, it didn't make what it was supposed to make. No. After you consider advertising and whatnot, this, this movie was a bomb, but you know what? I mean, Max von Saito is in it. Yeah. He's good. Off, off star Wars, uh, fame. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I, I, I listen, listen, I know this movie's crap. I know it's terrible. I love it, and if it's on, I'll watch it, and I'll love every second of it, knowing how terrible and awful it is. I still love it. So, all right, I'll go into mine. My uh, one of the movies that I love to this day, and I watched it two weeks ago because it is on Disney Plus. Uh, came out in, I believe, nineteen eighty-two, starring my man Jeff Bridges. Tron. Oh, no. Oh, no? Tron? You didn't like it? <laughs> Here's, maybe maybe I didn't... I don't know. I mean, you, you go first. You I, go I just first. thought it was sure. a cool movie at the time. It was interesting the way they you know brought people into a video game. I love video games. and um, Certainly at the time, the, the, the effects held up. I mean, they, they hold up a little bit today. When I watched them, I'm like, hey, that's actually not so bad because they combine you know, animation and lighting and the way they put the suits together. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's, you know, you're talking quite a bit of years ago and, um, and the story is actually pretty good. You know, you're, you're going against central computer. It's kind of, it, they basically took like the empire, right. And then became central computer and, you know, let everybody else go free, all the free programs. And, you know, it, I, I thought it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it. I watched it, like I said, a couple weeks ago and, and it held up. Um, it's schlocky. I mean, it's goofy. I, I can see why people would hate this movie. I totally get why people would hate it, um, but I thought Jeff Bridges was cool at the time. Uh, you know, you had Bruce Boxenleitner. He he was actually the one who played Tron. But um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. David Warner. If anyone knows who David Warner is, he played the bad guy, the baddie Sark, who was also in one of my favorite films. Um, now that I can't remember it, Time Bandits. Titanic. No, Time Bandits. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Titanic. No. You're going to say Avatar. I was going to stop this whole fucking thing right here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a fun movie. I, I think, I, you know, for reference, you know, the, it only had a $17 million budget and it made $50 million. So that's actually considered a success, I think, at that particular time in this world of film at the time. It definitely didn't lose its money. But it wasn't a, a runaway hit, you know. But. You know. 
it didn't make it onto my three, but you did just reference another movie. I'll, we'll get into that in a sec, but um, Tron, yeah, it, I mean, it was ambitious. I'll give yeah. it that. And you know what? If I do watch it now, you're right. It's the the graphics don't exactly hold up, except for the fact you got to remember. Gans what games were back then. They were eight bit games, yeah. right? If yeah. that. So, being that they're in an eight bit world, okay, right? Yeah, I can right. buy it. I think this is another one of those things where, kind of like the Uncanny Valley with, um, with, you it's know, Rogue game. One. Yeah. If you have a kid watch it now, would they think it was completely awful, or they think it was kind of cool? I think they would think it's cool. I don't think a kid would. As much video games as, as much video games as they play, they wouldn't even think about it. You know the way the way curious. people are rendered in video games today, or you know, there's it's it's crazy. It's, you know, it's, there's uncanny yep. stuff going on. But I mean, having somebody like these, those suits were pretty cool. Like they were, they actually had like not LEDs didn't exist at that size at the time, so they were running, you know, and then they would color it afterwards. They all ran white lights and they recolor everybody. Then, you know. Oh, do they use rotoscoping for that? I don't think so. I think it was uh, they just they just colored it over the film. I believe. I don't know. However, they did the. I would assume. It's, however, it was done for um, Star Wars when you're doing lightsabers or whatever they did with that. Yeah, that's rotoscoping. Okay, then, then that's probably what it was. But I don't. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I, I really can't complain about this one. I think it's a solid pick. Um, it was. I mean. I admit it. I want a light cycle still to this day. It was a great game too when that movie came. After that, the video game came out. The um, yeah, it was rotoscopic. Yep, CGI. I'm looking it up now on the, on the wiki. So yes, um, yeah, the game that came out was an awesome game. At the at the arcade, we had the, the light light cycle stick, and you were you know, oh yeah, you, you got to play a little bit of everything, um, and then you had to get the sail barge kind of thing that hooked up into different lines to, to, to get you across. And, and the, you know what? The music's really good on it too. It's a totally different. It's all digital. Like it's, it's a, you know, quite a, it, it is eighties. I think if anybody wanted to watch something that is very, very eighties, um, it was, it was good. I think it's worth it. Now, again, I understand why people hate it. And, and I think to be fair, um, I, you know, I love it, and I think to be fair, I think people, if, if they get a chance, that they, they, they will, they probably won't feel the same way I do because it's when I saw it, right? I mean, it's when you're a kid and you see more. Yeah, there's always going to be a little nostalgia involved. Yeah, yeah. There were two tracks though, as I look at Wikipedia, that I totally forgot about. Um, uh, that the only solutions was the same two additional musical tracks, 1990s theme, and only solutions were provided by the American band Journey. So oh, Journey God. provided two songs. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. And hey, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave Tron four out of four stars, a dazzling movie from Disney in which computers have been used to make themselves romantic and glamorous. Here's a technical, oh, here's that. a technological sound and light show that is a sensational and brainy and stylish and fun. There you go. Okay. So, okay. Watch it, burn one, and watch it. 
(laughs) (laughs) And don't watch uh, Legacy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. It was okay. Okay, what's your next one? Move on. This one I know is crap, but I still love it, and I don't care. Because this movie has no idea what it's doing. And that movie, I just bought it, actually, in HD. (laughs) Crawl. See, I had that. I figured you might have it. I, I <laughs> and I didn't remember exactly the, the total story. That was I saw that at the drive-in. I saw that movie at the drive-in, and I just remember the cool little Chinese star thing that he had for some reason. That's like the big thing. The glaive. Yeah. All right, go ahead. You you can talk talk over the synopsis of this this monstrosity of a film. So the gist of this film is there's these two kingdoms. They're trying to make peace. So. The prince of one kingdom is going to marry the princess of another, and they're in love, and everything's going to be great. Then all of a sudden, a mountain, just a mountain, lands right outside the castle, you know, within striking distance of the castle. And all of a sudden, these black armored warriors show up. You really can't see their faces, and they shoot, I don't know, they have like these double-ended swords. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, one of the sword blades shoots off like a laser, and then they just have a single blade, and then they, they kick everyone's ass, and then they take the princess, because of course, that's what you do. You take princess, the princess. Right. They take her back to the mountain, and then the prince tries to gather a group of heroes to help rescue the princess. But the mountain moves every day, and you never know when it's going to move, and yada, yada, yada. It's... So your your it's, first film had Max von Sydow and it had Topol, yes. right? Right. Yes. So you had some pretty good actors in there that maybe I think Max von Sydow's won an Academy Award, has he not? Um, I don't know if he has. I think he's been at least have. nominated. And Tron has Jeff Bridges, who has won. So those have some good. Who the fuck is in Crawl? Is where I'm going. <laughs> like I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Uh, I know there's some er- Liam Neeson. Huh? Yeah. But he's not like a main person. He didn't play a main person like the other, like the people we were just talking about, did he? Yeah, he was. He was one of his first roles, yes. But he's in it. He's, he's like Liam Neeson in in Excalibur. Wow. Well, but he's there. He plays the guy with wives in every different town and location. Yeah, kind of like now, probably. <laughs> but no, he was in it. Uh, Robbie Coltrane's in it. Who? Robbie Coltrane? I have no idea who that is. Who is that? Uh, he played Hagrid in all the Harry Potter movies. Oh, okay. But he wasn't the star. No, but he I'm was, talking uh, about the stars. Uh, the star, there was no uh, stars came out of this. Well, no. Well, people went on to bigger and better things became stars, but in this film, no. Right. But like I'm saying, in Flash Gordon, Max von Sydow was a main character. Yes. In Tron, Jeff Bridges was a main character. They weren't big deals at the time. Yes. Nobody made it out. Nobody made it out of Krull alive. That was a main character. <laughs> Probably not. I think the woman that played the princess, she later uh, appeared in the Depeche Mode video for "I Feel You." So she went from Krull to worse. Okay. That's funny. So, question: Is this the one where, like, if I remember right, where they had these things, like these winged guys that would grab you too? No. I'm thinking of something else. Are you thinking of Beastmaster? 
That's what I think. Well, that's my. I can't talk about that right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. See, this yeah. is the thing. Yeah. We didn't yeah. tell each other whether our films were. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. So this this movie it's it's sci-fi. It's fantasy. It doesn't know what the fuck it is. That it was weird. Are terrible. It's a Cthulhu looking thing. Yeah. Like we never even really get a good look at the bad guy. He's this weird lizard monster thing. But for some reason. This ugly alien that, you know, may have never seen a human before in his life suddenly falls in love with the princess because she's so beautiful. But I'm like, dude, you're not even the same race. So it's a bunch of bullshit. Species. Race is different. Sorry. You're right. Different species. My bad. You're not even the same species. Um, But I still love it. It's so bad. It's so bad, but I still love it. This movie cost $30 million and it made 16. That's... (laughs) Well, it made $16.9 million and an additional five last week. An additional $5? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was it was a bad movie. I did think that, but that, that weapon was cool. Like, I remember the weapon. The glaive. The glaive. That's funny. You throw it, and these knives would come out, and it'd spin, and he could control it with his mind. I mean, it was like, so he had this special weapon with blades, but you can control it with his mind. Was it the Force? What's going on? And obviously, they didn't have lightsabers, but the sword shot a laser. I don't know what's going on. Like they said, the whole movie is a mess, but I still love it. I don't know why. It's just so bad, but so good. Uh, what should I go? I, you know, I might as well just go. It was going to be my worst one, but we, since you brought it up, so I'll, I'll leave my third one. Um, was Beastmaster, and you know, it was. <laughs> I I thought it was a great movie when I was a kid. Like, oh, I want to be able to control animals and talk and do those things, and see the eye of the hawk and all that stuff. That uh, he had these um, powers. Sorry the the the, the movie Beastmaster is um, kind of about a guy who name who can who can speak and kind of not control animals, but become them in a way and become, you know, part of their, uh, being. And I just loved it. And he had like these two, uh, uh, animals, uh, what are they called? Ferrets. Oh my God. Ferrets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kodo and Podo yes. that would like go steal shit for him and do all these things. And, and by the way, it was, uh, the actor was named Mark Singer. Uh, who was at the time was a pair of, a fairly famous dude that played these kind of characters. Oh yeah. You know. I mean, uh, he was a total genre star. I mean, okay. Yeah. This, this movie was awful, but it was also awesome. And then he, he also did that, vin, that miniseries V. Yep. And I, I loved V, but, um, you know, it's got the same kind of thing. This is, you know, beat the bad guy who happened to be ripped torn. <laughs> oh, that's right. Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Um, his girlfriend was uh, Playboy. Came just coming off of Playboy uh, was um, Tanya Roberts from that '70s show, Fame. If any of you kids watch the that '70s show, oh my show. god, yes. And one of his companions was John Amos, who, if you watch Good Times, he was the father of Good Times. Um, but yeah. Goofy movie, like very. You gotta remember, like at this time, um, Dungeons and Dragons was really becoming a big deal. 
So I think people were really trying to find these these kind of fantasy type movies and this is really why it appealed to me so much is because I love playing Dungeons and Dragons at the time. Um, I mean, I was 12 when this came out right, right in the wheelhouse and when I was playing it. And so you've got the sword guy and you've got, you know, creatures and bad guys and they got a quest and they're going to, you know, go through these things. So, you know, was, you'll notice like even crawl and all those things were, it's very Dungeons and Dragons played a big, a big um, play in this. At least I believe so. Yeah. How could it not? Well, you also have to remember this came out not too long after Conan and that became a huge hit too, right? You son of a bitch. What? <laughs> That's my last one. <laughs> <laughs> See, once again, listeners, we did not share with each other these movies, but I I had no idea no, twice now. I've called out your films and didn't even realize it. Well, then I'll just go into it because then we can do your your last one. But yeah, but yeah, Beastmaster. I don't even know if you can stream it. I have no idea if anybody can watch this movie anymore. I don't oh, know. Yeah, but certainly don't pay for it, like on <laughs> iTunes or something. If it, if it shows up on Netflix or something, yeah, fine. But don't don't go spending money on it. They actually, before you go too far, I think they actually yeah. rebooted this in a way. And made it a TV show, like one of those... Yeah, they did do that at some point. It was horrible. Well, I mean, come on. Did you expect anything else? But <laughs> Well, I got a sequel. I'm looking at, yeah, sequels. 1991 Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. Um, and then a made-for-television third film in 96. They really... I have Braxis. What the hell? And Mark Singer was in both of them. Wow. I, I had no and then idea. A TV series in, and then TV series in 1999. And no then... Idea. Boy, Wikipedia is great. Then star Tanya Roberts later played a character who would communicate with animals in the 1984 film, Sheena. Yeah. I didn't see that. I, I think I saw part of that movie once. And my parents made me turn it off. It's too showy. I think there's a one topless scene or something, and I was like, okay. Yeah, great. Well, there you go. All right, so then I'll move right into... So Beastmaster was my ultimate goofy one, but you called it out early and screwed up the whole show. I have. Um, so my last one was Conan. Well, no, my second last one was Conan. Um, I haven't watched this in years. It's a De Laurentiis film, which if anybody knows anything about them, it's uh, produce-wise. He's a, you know. But I will tell you this. Do you know who wrote it without looking at Wikipedia? I knew this before that, though. Who wrote it? I do not know. A gentleman by the name of Oliver Stone. No shit. You know what? I almost said yeah. Oliver Stone because I was trying to think of like Tarantino, not me too young. Who would have been a fantastic? Because did, didn't Oliver Stone also write Taxi Driver? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You may have. But, but anyways, um, this is the breakout film for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Even, you know, I think this is post. Is it post? Terminator? I think it is. It's after Terminator. Um, and it's a perfect role for him because he's this big dude. doesn't have to say much. Uh, and if you're, you know, it takes place, again, it's, it, he's a, uh, these, it, it, this guy, I don't want to say his name yet because I'm going to kind of get into it, but this group of 
followers of like this snake religion kind of thing comes in and like destroys Conan's town, kills everybody, and takes the children for slavery. And he was taken in as a slave, and he had to work this giant wheel thing. And he becomes very strong, and then he comes back, um, and you know, seeks revenge. You know, uh, prays to the there was a god, this, the god of steel, or uh, named Krom. Oh yeah, and that, that's all he kind of he was, you know. Um, to get his sword and it was he had one goal was to basically you know get his revenge of this but what he became kind of like if you go if you watch if you've seen gladiator he becomes a kind of a gladiator in this and fights his way through certain reason earns his freedom and uh, goes back to uh, go after this snake king who played by james earl jones and that's when i realized that he was darth vader oh because the voice was like whoa wait a minute i know that voice i shut my eyes it's Darth Vader. False so. of doom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, James Earl Jones is in it. And Max von Sydow's in this as well. So there's two. He's hit two of our... <laughs> what is Max von Sydow in it? He's got a small part. No kidding. Film. Yeah. He's everywhere. He's like another Michael King. But it was a good movie. I, I, You know what? I haven't watched it in so long. I don't know if it holds up, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, the story's roughly there. I, I you know, I, I still think it's better that I did watch the Jason Momoa one, which he's great, but I didn't think the movie was good at all. Um, when they kind of rebooted Conan, I mean, he'd be a great Conan, but, um, I don't know. There's something about hearing that Austrian accent on this guy, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> but he was good in it. I mean, it, it, you know, $20 million made $80 million roughly. Um, oh yeah. I mean, let's face it. I mean, he doesn't speak a lot in the movie and he doesn't need to. No. And I believe it was rated R, too. There's a lot of shit that went on there. I mean, you can see there's nudity, there's violence, there's you know, all, all the things. And it was, again, coming off of you know the Dungeons & Dragons thing. Um, it, it really played into what I wanted to see as a kid. Now, I, I would assume that anybody who watches it today would be like, this sucks. But uh, I, would, I wouldn't doubt if anybody would hate it. But... Um, I don't know. Did you like it? Did you watch it when it came out? Or did you, was it a... I watched it later. I mean, I remember it was one of those few movies that was on HBO when I was a kid. So I remember watching it and I remember thinking it's pretty badass. I mean, it, it's up there. It's, uh, I mean, it, of all the Conan films, whether it's this one or The Destroyer or the remake with MoMA, this is, right. uh, it's not a great movie, but it is by far the best Conan movie. Yeah, and I I uh, actually saw it at the theater. I saw it at the theater on uh, it was like a one o'clock show on a Saturday. I remember it clearly at the at the Quovatis Theater in Westland, Michigan, which I ended up working at at some point. So yeah, I I I loved it. It was good. No, it's it's definitely. And, I mean, does it hold up? I don't know, but it's now I have to find it. I don't see who's who's. Uh, I find it streaming. Maybe I know somebody who can help me find that. <laughs> All right. So, what was your what was your last? Well, for my last film, it's the movie, according to uh, Talladega Nights, won the Oscar for the best film ever made. Oh, I forgot the line. That's right. We're talking about the Highlander. Oh. Highlander. <laughs> 
And you know what's great? Oh my god. I hadn't intended this. But two of the three films I picked have a soundtrack by Queen. Did Highlander did they do that? Oh yeah. I mean, uh Princes of the Universe, Who Wants to Live Forever? Um Oh yeah, songs? yeah. I just don't remember the film that well. So, <laughs> dear listeners, if you haven't seen it, uh, Highlander came out uh, in, what, 85, 86? The thing is... 86, yeah. 86 stars Christopher Lambert, who is not mm-hmm. a native English speaker. No, he's uh, French, right? Yes. Like very, like very French. Very French. And for some reason, <laughs> I mean, this is why I love this movie, Okay. Because it's 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 bad. There's no question it's bad, but it's also freaking great. Now, one of the reasons why I love this movie is they pick Christopher Lambert to play a Scottish Highlander. That's where the movie gets its name, Highlander, because right. he is a Scottish Highlander. And <laughs> I'm sorry, he's got this. I mean, he does his best. There's no question, but his accent is not Scottish in any way, shape, or form. No. Was he coming off? Didn't he do um, Tarzan? Yeah, Greystoke, the Legend of Tarzan. Was that prior to Highlander or after? You know, I I don't know because I'm wondering if that's why they chose him because he was doing he had a good because I remember Legend that was a fairly good movie, Legends of Greystoke. If I remember the time, it was different than you know. Right. It was. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. It's fine. So, but the other thing I love about this film, not only do you have a Frenchman doing, not even coming close to trying to do a Scottish accent, is you have Sean Connery. A real Scott, yeah. Who, I love Sean Connery, okay? But Sean Connery is the white Samuel Jackson. In that, in I mean, also you're right. I'm sorry, you're right. Um, Sean Connery actually is a Scotsman, right? And they have he probably just told he probably told him. He said, "Don't even try it. Just do your voice." Right. <laughs> right. So I don't even want to hear it. You have a Scotsman playing a Spaniard, right? I mean, it's it's just hilarious when you first meet him. He's like. My name is Ramirez. It's like it's not even yeah. close to sounding Spanish, and you know, right. you know, Mandy Patinkin, in a you know, in a uh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride, thank you. Does his vest? I mean, in the Go Montoya, right? right. Tries to come up with that Spanish accent, you know, and it, he does right. well. Right. Sean Connery here. Sean. That's the thing about Sean Connery. I love him. I do. But no matter who he plays, he he still speaks it with his normal voice. He doesn't try to do accents. I mean, he you know, Hunt for the Red October. He right. plays a Russian subcommander. Doesn't change his voice at all. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's acting alongside the, Sam Neill, who's doing a Russian accent. <laughs> right. Well, the thing with Highlander, I mean, it, it's not like it was a one and done. I mean, there's so much shit well, after the Highlander. Let's not consider those other films. They are all well. I mean, there was. I mean, not just that. There's animation. There's, um, we've got TV shows. There was books, videos, games. I mean, it was a. It's a big franchise. Like, I'm surprised this isn't back. Like with fucking Mark Wahlberg or something. You know, it's funny you say that. Every couple of years, there's talks about how it might be coming back. Well, yeah. The last time he did it was 2007. 
but maybe not him. It's some media conglomerate or something owns the rights. And of course they've made money off it. Regardless of the fact that the movies have all been shit, there was a TV show and they've made money off it somehow. Of course. So it will come back at some point. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm reading it. Let's see. Uh, let's see. It looks like June 2012, Ryan Reynolds was confirmed to play Connor McLeod. However, creative differences, Reynolds dropped out. <laughs> so this would be this would be tailor made um, for a Netflix series. Damn it! You, you nope. kind, you're kind of on. You're kind of a genius there, Joe. I think you're right. <laughs> I mean, this is tailor made for one of those people that they want to buy a franchise and do it and. Get a series going like The Witcher kind of thing. This is tailor made for that. Like, it's perfect. So, it's not a great movie, but here's the gist. Here's why it's a genre film. In case you haven't seen it and you've lived in a box or something or cave or whatever, the gist is Christopher Lambert plays this guy named well Connor McLeod, but he's so he's a Highlander. He dies or thinks he dies, but then he gets better. And come to find out, he's part of this immortal race who, they're all, you, you can't kill them unless you chop their head off. Right. And nobody knows how many there are. All they know is that they're drawn to each other. And over the centuries, they fight until there's only one of them left. And whoever wins, whoever kills, who's the last one standing, wins the prize. Mm-hmm. I won't give away what the prize is. You have to see the movie. But right, I mean, I mean, Chris. Okay, Christopher Lambert is in it. Okay, when, no, okay, whatever. Um, but one of my favorite favorite character actors of all time, who went on to do many bigger and better things, is Clancy Brown, and he plays the Kurgan, and he's fantastic. And everything Clancy Brown is in, he makes better. Right. I mean. Do you know who he is? No. What? I don't. Oh my god! I might if I see him. I might if I've seen him, but I don't. He's got a tall. He's a tall guy. He got a deep voice. He's appeared on a few episodes of Rick and Morty. But most importantly, uh, he was one of the voices. Oh, what was the voice of the guy? He was on The Mandalorian, the episode where they broke into the prison ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. He was the big tank guy. Yep. Yeah, I know you're talking about. That was Clancy Brown. Gotcha. He uh, he was the head of the guards in um, Shawshank Redemption. Yep. So the guy has been in everything. His voice is awesome. This is one of his, you know, the first roles I remember him. Um, the movie's awful, but it's so much fun. I mean, it's it's swords, it's whatever. They never should have made any sequels. They're all terrible. If you just watch just this one movie, it's it's a guilty pleasure, and I can watch it over and over. I own it on Blu-ray. I don't know how many times I've watched it. I watched it just the other week, just because it's awesome. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite C-grade movies of all time. It's a guilty pleasure. Like I said, it's, it is the worst, best thing. Well, there you go. I am the last one. (laughs) (laughs) I love Sean Connery. Agreed. 
He's a good one. So, Joe, I'm there you have it. I didn't mean to ruin both of yours. Yeah, you did. That's what you do. You just wanted to hog it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard because there were so many that were so close at that time, you know. Um, so, but yeah. Well, you think about it now. I'm going off a little tangent here, but the 80s was really kind of a wonderful time for low-budget, let's throw this against the wall genre films and let's see what comes out of it. Right. I mean, we didn't even mention um, what other films like uh, Critters, which is sci-fi slash horror, more horror than anything. That was terrible. Uh, Night of the Creeps, again, more horror, but... Mm -hmm. But uh, what about uh, Battle Beyond the Stars? God. When Roger Corman yeah, I, tried I, to get into the space, you know, the you know space opera sagas. Yeah, bad. Yeah, it's terrible. But bad. all that to say, it, I don't want to say golden time because a lot of the movies were complete shit. Right. But. It was definitely a lot of, there was a lot of creativity. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, the 70s were a great time to be a filmmaker. And it's true. A lot of great cutting edge films came out of the 70s. And I'm thankful for it. But because of Star Wars and because of the popularity of that whole franchise and because of, you know, the rise of Dungeons and Dragons in the 80s as well, a lot of genre shit was just thrown at the wall. And let's see what sticks. And... To kids like me that grew up on cable and whatnot, they're great. And I don't think we're going to see a time. I mean, yes, we see a lot of, you know, movies that go straight to sci-fi that are just horrible. I don't know if we'll ever see, I don't know, maybe maybe the kids that grew up on those terrible sci-fi films, you know, sci-fi channel films will like them like we like these. And in 30 years, they'll be doing a podcast about how great Sharktopus was. Or Sharknado. Who knows? Right. <laughs> but there were so many great, awful genre films in the 80s that I'm sad to see that we're not going to see those films again. Well, I think they're just going to transfer. I mean, they're, they'll be made on um, the Netflixes of the world. I mean, that's just what it's going to be. You won't see them at the theater because it, theater's changing so much. Like You have to have a hit now to get people to go out there. That's true. So That's it, true. when it's thrown when it's thrown on a Netflix or something, you're gonna watch all those. I mean, look at fucking Tiger King. Like, no one would pay for that, but it's, it's a hit. You know, I mean, that's the way I look at it. You're right. There you have it. Our three loved uh, our schlocky bad movies that we loved as a kid. Um, I think Tron re- remains. Uh, Tron reigns supreme out of all these. I think it holds up. I think it's worth your time to watch now. The other ones, I don't know. If you want to see some bad shit, watch them. I don't know. I, don't. I just said, you know, Highlander won the Oscar for greatest film ever made. So, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> swell. Swell, swell, swell. There you have it. Um, so in the, in the next couple of weeks, we are going to have a conversation with some people to um, talk about what's going on. It's, it, it is tough for me to, to kind of talk about all these things without with the world the way it is. Um, but uh, I think it's just better if we wait. But not much else that I can think of that we can cover this week. I didn't yeah, really watch a lot of the news. Not There's really. a few things. But 
you know, all the same rumors waiting on the Star Wars stuff. Um, oh, the, that one video game I do, I want to see though. Oh yeah, Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, I think that could be cool. It looks like you can pick a side and um, pilot and do some cool stuff. I fully admit. Uh, I'm, I'm wasn't interested. there something coming out today about that though? What was a the trailer came out Monday. I think that's it for a while. Oh, they were leaking something today. Not leaking, but releasing. Yeah, releasing something today. But I could be wrong. No, I mean the trailer was cool. I see they they rendered it with the game engine, but I'd like yeah. to actually see some. Maybe that was it. Weren't they going to finally show some gameplay, actual gameplay? I think it was something like that. Yeah, I heard something like that, but nothing was ever confirmed that I saw. So I'll keep an eye out for it. You know. I'm a sucker for, well, okay, I love COD. I love all those games. But yet, I didn't really love um, the Battlefront games they did. Right. Just, I don't know, something about it just didn't speak to me. I don't know why. But I'm a sucker for piloting games as well. Now, you put me in a Star Wars piloting game, it's it's almost a must-buy. I know, right? But also... I'm also like, you know, their games aren't always the best, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I might wait until a deal around Christmas time and buy it. Right. Yeah, you're not a you're not an early adopter. I, I am with Call of Duty. Call of Duty, I just buy Sight Unsound. Well, it's the same game every time. I so. know that. I know that. I know I'm going to like so you know it. You're, I guess what I'm saying, I know you know what you're getting. Yes. So it's, you know. It's a new paint. That's it is. Every yeah. every year it's just a new paint job. Right. So you just get the same game and go shoot some people and then go to sleep. <laughs> Pretty much. That's it, yeah. But I'm okay with it. Why I don't no, why I don't like doing it with Star Wars characters, I don't know. Well I guess Battlefront's kinda like that, isn't it? Kinda. I mean it's not a mission. Well, there's some missions. They give you missions. I mean Basically that. I don't know why it doesn't appeal to me. That said, I just got Battlefront 2 because it was free this month from PlayStation Plus. Or the... Oh. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're going to call it. Um, if it's your first time listening, thank you so much for joining us. If you've been listening to us, thank you for that as well. We do not uh, get paid for this show. We love doing it. So the only way to make this show grow is if you share it with your friends. So hopefully... Tell your friends about the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any podcast catcher that you can find. We're pretty much anywhere. So share that. Leave a review. That really helps us out on iTunes. And then you can connect with us on social media where Michael handles all that. So, Michael, how can they talk to us? You can talk to us on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook. Just look for KyberCast or The KyberCast. We're pretty quick about responding. So say hi, drop a comment, retweet. We'll respond. Yeah. Pretty much so. So thank you all for listening. That's it for this week. We'll be back soon. Thanks. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.